Hello, 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 and welcome to another incredibly wonderful, amazing episode of My Violet Tendencies with me, Marvelous Matt Nix, and celebration is in the air, folks. That's right, 2020 is finally over. We finally, we made it through the jungle, and it's 2021. Who would have thought, you know, at the beginning of this year, or the beginning of last year, that, uh, you know, our world and uh, us as individuals would have to deal with so much uh, crazy adversity and, you know, a goddamn pandemic. But, you know, with everything that got kind of shut down and everything that went away, with wrestling going away, we're still here, you know. We're we're all still fighting through, and that's awesome. And, uh, you know, my, my New Year's resolution, I, I think, is going to be uh, to just... Uh, to get to to see everyone a lot more, you know, to to spend more time with my friends, to spend more time with my family, uh, make the most of 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 the time that we have left, because you know, I spent damn near an entire year uh, sitting on my couch. So uh, I don't want to do that ever again. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Uh, but happy New Year to anybody and everybody who's listening, uh, if you are listening. Uh, Oh man, what a what a crazy couple of weeks we've had here. Uh, for anybody that knows me, um, or at least has been talking to me a lot lately, my 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 obsession lately has been football, and more specifically, Chicago Bears football. And you know, this team that the Bears uh, the Bears had put together this year was pretty decent. Uh, we started out f- five and one. As we thought, I should say, we thought we were pretty decent. Uh, we started off five and one, somehow finding ways to win, and then, you know, we lost six games in a row, and and pretty much everybody in the city gave up hope. Um, but then, uh, good old Mitchell Trubisky uh, coming off the bench, we thought was going to be our savior once again, and you know he, he did all right towards the end of the season. You know, we we won a couple games. Uh, we ended up finishing the season eight and eight, which is. I guess better than than a losing record, but you know, after having two back to back eight and eight seasons, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long road ahead of us. Uh, trying to figure out our quarterback situation, uh, trying to figure out our coaching situation, our GM situation, uh, our offensive line. You know, it's a common trend here in Chicago. It's just like the Chicago Bears are just constantly like a perennial mediocre team and. I don't know why I I I obsess so hard. It's just uh, you know not having wrestling in this uh you know in this last year I kind of put a lot more of my focus and time into into following you know football again and and it just breaks my heart that I'm a Bears fan. But you know we love it. We love it. We love the Bears here. We love football, and uh, and I'm excited to see what the future holds. Um, but anyway, this week's guest is uh. It's it's an interesting one for me. Uh, I was, I was I've been trying to um, find more guests outside of wrestling uh, to kind of you know expand my horizon the horizons of this podcast. You know, I never wanted this to be strictly a like a wrestling podcast because you know I, I know a lot of people outside of wrestling in my life and and you know I think that just talking to interesting people. Um, is more uh, of an enticing podcast than just talking to wrestlers. So uh, I was able to get a hold of 
uh, Ryan Rockwell of the band Mixtapes. And let me tell you, they are, uh, they were probably one of my favorite bands <laughs> growing up, uh, especially when I was like a, in, in my teenage years. And, um, you know, it's funny enough, uh, the, the way we kind of met is, uh, because I'm a psychopath and I had added him on Facebook. Uh, he had popped up in, in like friends you might know and, uh, just, uh, shot a, a shot in the dark. Uh, I should have shot him a message on Facebook and I was like, Hey man, um, the band mixtapes, uh, they had kind of disbanded, uh, years prior and, uh, and I was like, hey, uh, just shoot a shot on a message. And I'm like, hey, man, uh, my name's Nick. Huge fan of you guys and, and like the music you guys do. I was wondering if like you had any like old merch or just like, you know, records or some shit that you got. You just kept lying around. You're trying to get rid of. Um, you know, I would love to purchase anything you have. You know, like like I said, just like I'm a collector. I love collecting records. And and uh, and he, he messaged back. and He was super excited, you know, like. And it was appreciative of all the kind words. And, you know, we, he ended up sending me like a bunch of cool stuff. And, and, uh, you know, we've talked here and there since then. And then eventually I was just like, Hey man, like, would you want, would you want to do my podcast or no, sorry. Like, so he started doing his own like video podcast on, on YouTube called, uh, Hey there, I'm Ryan, which if you, if you haven't heard of that, or if you haven't checked it out, you should definitely, it's super interesting. Uh, just told from the like he's telling telling these stories uh of like the songs that they wrote uh for the band mixtapes and kind of just like uh stories behind like the names of the song or just like like the inspiration behind them and like for me being a, a huge music nerd like it was really cool to hear these stories and you know i, sh- I shot him a message and i'm like hey man that was awesome like uh keep doing more shit like that like i love i love hearing that that kind of stuff and you know, we talked a little bit after that, and then and then I was like, "Hey, would you would you be interested in doing my podcast?" Like, uh, I know we don't really know each other, but he was like, "Yeah, absolutely, I'd love to." And you know, we picked a date and recorded, and you know, here we go. This is it. <laughs> so, uh, it's really interesting. Uh, definitely check it out and check him out. Uh, he's a great musician. Um, but also, if you listen to the end of this podcast, uh, I start. I'm starting a new segment sort of so to speak uh on this show where i'm gonna you know touch base with some of my friends uh in wrestling outside of wrestling and just kind of see how they're doing um catch up with them a little bit uh and I'm, i have them call me and leave me a voicemail and, and and i genuinely don't know what what he's gonna say uh but i'm we're catching up with my buddy uh sean phoenix uh wrestler uh out of pittsburgh uh and Let's see what he's going to have to say. Well, you, if you want to hear that, you're going to have to listen to the end of the podcast. So, uh, but anyway, without further ado, here is Ryan. My mom used to tell me that my favorite color was always green. She's like, green was always your favorite color. But uh, like, as an adult, I'm like, green is like my least favorite color now. <laughs> Green's good. What about you? What the uh, favorite color? When I was a kid. Um, don't get me wrong when I tell this story. I really do like the color orange, but I think when I was younger, I convinced myself orange was my favorite color because it was bright and like it was different. And I really do like orange, but as I get older, I think I'm like a seafoam, like baby blue type of like in that area, teal, like a blue green type person. 
I feel that. that's like uh, I got in my living room. I have this whole like setup with these LED strips that like you can control with your phone and stuff, and it's so dope. Oh, that's nice. And uh, yeah, and you can like change the colors to like whatever color you want, so it kind of like sets a nice little mood in the living room. And uh, one of my favorite colors to put on in there is like that teal blue because it kind of feels yeah. like you're underwater. Yeah, especially when you're like stoned <laughs> and you're sitting there, you're just like. Yes, my uh, my friend <laughs> at the studio that we record all our stuff at, and pretty much any band I'm in, he has that like in the vocal booth, and really like depending on the mood. I started doing it as a joke. Like when he first got it, I was like, "Oh, we're artists, so we got to set the mood," being like totally sarcastic. But then after like a little bit, I was like, "Man, no, really, certain colors in here really do put me in a better mood." Like I was trying to just make fun of it, and then I was like, "No, some colors like stress me out, like red." Red for some reason stressed me out. I would never record vocals with red on. It's such an like an intense color too. Yeah. It's like, um, like a, a, uh, I work at a, a t-shirt shop like during the week and stuff. And one of my least favorite things is like the, we we print on these certain red shirts that are just like they're so like vibrant, I guess, yeah. that it actually like it kind of hurts your eyes if you look at it too long. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Red might be my least favorite color, which isn't to say I get that that's a weird one because it's so common. And I think red as like in a pattern of something's fine, but like as a whole, like if I was getting a car, red would be like the last color I'd probably pick, like just a bright red. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is like I'm pretty sure like your insurance company will like charge you more if you have a red car. I always heard that when I was younger. I don't know if it was urban legend or true, but it feels right. I feel like when you do things like the 80s and 90s and like shitty sports cars, like Corvettes and things, I don't mean shitty, you know, <laughs> I mean like, not like fancy ones, just like backward sports cars. I always do picture like a red car. Yeah, that was kind of like always like the generic like sports car. And it's like this yeah. like bright red yeah. with like a racing stripe down the side and shit like that. I mean, to be fair, I drive a silver Prius, so I'm not really one to talk about vehicles. <laughs> and I love it. That's I love my car. It's great. But yeah. It's funny because people always like, especially people that care about cars, and I don't really know much about cars at all, Same. to be honest. But <laughs> some people at my work and stuff will just be like, oh, that thing. Well, I'm like, hey, man, I get gas like once a week and it's awesome and it has like heated seats. It makes me, it makes me happy. <laughs> heated seats, heated seats is key, especially if you live in the Midwest. Yeah, because it gets, or I guess, on the East Coast too. Yeah, definitely the East Coast, too. I mean, anywhere where it gets, like, 20 degrees and below, which it does here. Heated seats, man. Ooh. Well, man, thank you for uh, agreeing to you know, record with me and stuff. This this is pretty cool. Um, thank you for having me. You know, me. I just want to get this right out there at the beginning. Uh, huge fucking fan of you and, and your music and stuff like that. And uh, this is pretty cool to, like, to be able to just sit and talk. With, uh, with somebody that I, that I grew up listening to. so Hey, well, uh, I'm happy to be here. So I appreciate you having me. And I think everything you do is awesome. So really, <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. I don't, really, I, don't, I don't really talk to that many people, I feel like, in this format. I think because I usually, I've done my own podcast for so long, and I feel like I'm always talking so much or recording something, <laughs> that it's like, it, it's nice to talk to people sometimes. So I'm excited to talk. Thank you for having me. Hell yeah. And, and so I had I had been doing a podcast like on and off for the last like two years, maybe. Um, 
and it was really just kind of like finding time to like record with people. And it was mostly just like other wrestlers or just people, you know, people around whoever you can, you know, of course. And, uh, once like COVID started and, and everything was like shutting down, like you see people anymore and you're like, Oh shit. Well, this is great. Like podcasting is kind of like non-existent now. And, and then people were like, Oh, you can do stuff over Skype and like the zoom yeah. calls and stuff. And it's been so fun. And like, just being not even just being able to like call somebody and record a podcast or something like that, but just like actually having like real conversations with like friends and stuff like over like, you know, FaceTime and stuff like that. I know it's technology that's been around for a bit, but like it's not something that I like was using frequently before, you know. No, it's funny, and you're totally right, is like video calls aren't new, but this year really did like put a whole new meaning to it because I barely ever FaceTimed or Skyped or Zoomed anybody. And this year I'm literally at work on a Zoom call at least two to three times a day. And then, like, I've been doing this show and, like, just talking to friends on Zoom and stuff. And, like, it's cool. It's been nice. It's a totally different way to do it. And it's funny because I think we all thought it'd be awkward. Like, oh, it's going to be awkward. I have to do it over Zoom or a podcast. And it's really not. I think we've adapted. You know, it's it's fine. It's been really enjoyable for me. Oh, yeah. And especially, like, after a while, like you kind of just like it it almost feels like you're sitting across the table from somebody especially if you're wearing like headphones or something yeah it's, I mean, uh, it's wild yeah the more you're on it i think that's it too like i'm on enough at this point yeah i feel like we're just in a room talking oh shit man i i uh i was thinking about like not well not thinking about you but like thinking about like the the band and stuff like that and I was like, I I, re- I think I remember the first time that I saw you guys live was at the House Cafe in DeKalb, Illinois. Yeah, um, the Wonder Years. Yeah, yeah. And that was just like, I remember like I didn't I didn't know who you guys were like before that, and just like you guys came up there and it was like all these like really fast and fun songs that were like really short, and I was like, oh, this is a hundred percent my shit. And, like, I, I remember I bought, like, as much shit as I could at the table from you guys that night and, like, just kind of, like, dove deep into, you know, your guys' music. I remember that show, and I remember that someone in the crowd kept yelling something at us, and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> just yelling obscenities or... No, it wasn't, like, negative. Like, I don't think they were heckling. I think it was, like, a drunk person, but I don't know why. I specifically remember at that show, and they just kept yelling something. And I wish I remembered what it was because it probably would have made this story way more funny. But I do remember that. And I remember there was a bunch of cool stores right around that place. Yeah. There's, there's like, a really sweet, like, movie theater or something, like, right down the street, too. Yeah. I think I, uh, and, uh, oh, man, I, I do remember, like, specifically that, at that show. So I had, like, posted online that I was, like, going or whatever. And some dude that, like, lived in DeKalb that's, like, that was, like, a wrestling fan, he was, like... He was like, "Oh, you're gonna you're gonna be in my town, like maybe we can like hang out after after the show." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, maybe." And then like he just he came to the show and like <laughs> he bought a ticket and he came to the show and he was like there like trying to talk to me like during during the <laughs> show and stuff like that. It was so weird. God, but oh, that is kind of awkward. Did you end up hanging out with him afterwards? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we like I was like, "Yo, like let's just like watch the show. Like if you want to like hang out afterwards, we can definitely <laughs> hang out afterwards and." It was really weird. Like, 
rem- and he like he would always like this is, I, I and i knew this guy too like not like he was like a, some weirdo or something but he would like yeah. come to the sh- the shows out in out in the chicago ridge area and stuff and uh we, we he he just would like always be like on about like you know spouting facts about stuff he'd just be like oh like if you remember like he did this move in this match and it, it's a reference mm-hmm. back to like this time and and uh, we just like we nicknamed him the Wrestle Talker because he was like he was just so quick about it. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. I remember that show. DeKalb was fun. It's the only time we ever played there, I believe. Oh really? DeKalb, I think maybe not. I don't oh, know. Damn. I'm really bad about things like that. My memory is not good. <laughs> it it is in like weird ways. I'll remember the show, but I don't remember anything else about it whatsoever. Oh no, I'm I'm the exact same way. Like. Sometimes, like, I can't even remember shit that happened, like, two weeks ago, but I can remember something that happened, like, ten years ago with, like, extreme precision. Yeah. It's just, like, very absolutely. selective memory. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But that's fun. Chicago is always one of my favorite places we played, which I feel like a lot of bands say. I don't think that's a weird thing to say, because Chicago is obviously <laughs> awesome for so many reasons, from the scene to the bands. So, I mean, yeah, there's, it's obviously, Chicago rules, so I was always it's, happy to be there. Is that, like, a, so... I always kind of felt like when like bands were like, "What's up, Chicago? We fucking love you guys. You're our favorite fucking place in the world." Like, do do bands just do that everywhere too? I think a lot of bands do. We definitely didn't, just because I don't think it was really our style. We're more of a dry band, anyways. But no, I mean, Chicago is one of the cities. I feel like it is true. Like, I I don't think I ever toured with a band that was like, "Oh fuck, we're playing Chicago tomorrow." You know what I mean? Like. It's a huge city, but outside of being a huge city, like there's such like a music rich history there, especially like punk and hardcore. There's just uh, so so much. What's uh what's some of your like favorite memories that you can remember at least from Chicago, uh, from playing shows out here? Um, I really loved playing the Beat Kitchen in Chicago. Yeah. I remember we played there with Fireworks, and that was an amazing show. And we also played a show there with Dear Landlord. I think I was there for both of those shows. And the Dear Landlord show. Well, Dear Landlord's one of my favorite bands, like more recent bands. So that whole tour was fun. But I just really liked that place because, A, they would give you a whole free pizza. Like, Oh, yeah, their pizza was Per great. person. It wasn't like per band. Each person got their own pizza. And that, for me, is a selling point. But outside of that, that venue <laughs> just ruled. I don't know. And then Chicago. Where else did we even play in Chicago? We played the Metro, which was awesome. Yeah. With mustard plug at their holiday Christmas show. Oh shit. Yeah. I'm and trying then, to think of like other shows that I might have seen you guys at. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm bad with that stuff. We played I think you guys played the bottom lounge, right? We did play the yeah. bottom lounge. And then we played with Citizen somewhere. It was a smaller place. Where was that? I don't know. I'm bad with these things. But Chicago's a city I like. I've definitely taken a lot of trips there just to hang out. My wife and I came up there, I think, probably... It was definitely before COVID, but it was, like, this year. So probably January, February, I think. We just came up for, like, a night. It feels like it's uh, 10 years ago at this point, right? It really does. It's definitely not to, like, harp on the year like everyone in the world is doing, for sure. But, yeah, it was... It's been... I mean... For me, I've been lucky. Like, I really can't complain. Like, my job, right when this started, my job was pretty on top of everything. So, like, in early March, I went home, and I'm still working from home. So, 
outside of just being home the whole year, like I can't really complain. Like compared to a lot of my friends who like have really had a hard time, you know, like in the industry of whatever they're doing this year in 2020, like I've been working from home since March. So I'm bored. But outside of that, like if that's my worst complaint, I can't really have like it's that big of a deal. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. And, and like, thankfully, like with, uh, with my job, like I work, like I said, I work at a t-shirt shop, uh, uh, we we were deemed as an essential business because we w- we were creating like clothing and stuff. We were making making masks and stuff to you know to send out to you know anybody who ordered them, or we were sending some out to like actual hospitals and stuff. And uh, so we never like stopped like the entire time. And nice. we d- we definitely took precautions like you know everyone's wearing masks, you know washing right. hands, social distancing and stuff. Uh, so like. Th- you know, a lot of people have like, you know, had to, you know, get laid off work or, you know, what have you. And we've been able to thankfully be working the entire time. That's awesome. So that's, huge. Yeah. yeah. And I have so many friends, <laughs> so many friends that are musicians or bartenders or just work in the music industry in some way. And luckily I just work for a company that, yeah, like I've been home since March and my job hasn't really changed that much. Like I just have the job that luckily I can kind of do pretty much online. So. Nice, I can't nice. complain. My my wife, she works for a motorcycle shop. There's a few of them around here, and she's in office, but she doesn't really have to be around people, so it's not too bad. That's good. I I, I know, like, um, oh god, I was talking to <clears throat> one of my one of my buddies recently was telling me about how he was working. He was working at a bar that they were like allowed to stay open because it was like. Uh, indoor outdoor kind of thing they had the 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 big windows that would come open and uh they they had to like down as the staff though because there was only so much room in the in the bar um so so he was only getting like maybe 10 to 20 hours a week and uh yeah it was it was really rough yeah, that's terrible. My wife, luckily, has been fine. Like, she's been good. But her boss did get uh, COVID, and then he came in, and he had, like, a mask on. And my wife was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, what is that? Oh, doing? Jesus. And, he, like, yeah, that's... and she texted me. She's like, what should I do? I was like, you should probably come home. I don't know. That's pretty crazy. And, like, <laughs> I guess they talked to him, and, like, he didn't come back after that until, like, for, like, until his time was up or whatever. But I was just like, people are crazy. <laughs> like, it's been insane that, that like the way some people act. Like you, you, you really do nowadays are, are like seeing, you know, how people kind of really are. You know, like you, yeah. you, you just kind of assume that people are are like normal, decent people most of the time. That's but true. Like give some, give somebody a little bit of like, you know, stress or like something that's very inconvenient, like a like a pandemic, and then you really kind of see what people really are. You're a hundred percent right. Uh, and it's scary. <laughs> yeah, she definitely works with a few of those people that like are just posting stuff online, like conspiracy, this or that. I'm pretty lucky. I don't know how yours is. Like at my job, most of my coworkers are pretty cool. Like I don't really deal with any of that. Like none really. Like honestly, knock on wood, but I've been pretty lucky. Like I, I work with a lot of level headed people. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's it's not then like you know, especially with like everything that's kind of happened in the last couple of days. And, you know, it's nice to just be like, you know, you have your coworkers that you could talk about this with and like, you're, you're kind of all on the same side about it. Yeah. So you can all, you know, have like a conversation and just be like, 
what the fuck are these guys doing? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was in my work chat sending pictures of some of those dudes literally just being like, look at these dorks. Like, at my work, I don't have to worry about that. Like, no one's, like, offended. Like, everyone's just, like, just laughing. Like, you know, but, yeah. It must be weird because I definitely have some friends that work in situations. And I've definitely had jobs where I worked with people that'll push your buttons like that. And it can definitely be a very sensitive and, like, hard issue to deal with without losing your cool. Yeah, and, like, because... Because sometimes you get people that you can have a conversation with and, like, literally be like, hey, these, this is how I feel. And then the person will be like, this is how I feel. And you could be like, oh, that's cool. I don't agree with what you're saying, but, like, we don't have yeah. to, like, throw hands over this. Yeah. And, like, sometimes people are like – sometimes people will just be like, this is how I feel and you need to feel that way. Or we are going to throw hands about it. <laughs> I feel like everyone's had at least a job, if not multiple jobs, where, yeah, there's at least the one coworker that your first week on the job, they start talking to you and you immediately know you're just like, oh, no, okay. So this is going to be that person that they're, I've definitely had them where, like, as soon as they start talking, it, at the least in your head, you're like, well, at least this is about to be a story I can tell my friends because they're about to say some crazy shit to me. God. I, uh,. <laughs> I won't say any any names, but like I I worked with a guy who was like he he was like a friend of somebody who was like an upper manager at my job, and so he got him a job. But he was like an older dude, so like he was like in his forties, and he would always like constantly refer uh, refer to like myself and like two of my other coworkers as the LWO, which in wrestling was a, a it was a wrestling group called the Latino World Order, right. And, uh, he would always like make like like very sneer and like snarky remarks about us like oh like the fucking uh, there's the fucking LWO again and like he would always like and it wasn't like he was joking he would just right. he, he would say it as in like oh like these fucking Mexican dudes and, so uh, weird like, we I... had to like we had to like confront him about it I was like dude like if you don't like us or like anything <laughs> like that like we can go outside like. Right. It's not a big deal. And someone that talks to that type of shit will will never go outside. Yeah, guys like that. No, no. They don't. I used to. Not that guy either. Like I don't. I don't. I'm not like oh looking for a fight and like that. I'm always like I'm always the one that's within my friends that are just like, hey, like (laughs) even if you guys hate each other, there's got to be there's there's definitely a way we could talk this out, you know. And that's me too, especially because I'm lazy for the most part. (laughs) Like. Whatever the laziest route is. No, I used to work with this guy that I used to have a job where I drove around a lot. So, like, we would call each other, like, for different reasons. And there was a lot of work involved, but sometimes just, like, to, like, shoot the shit or whatever. And this guy, he was newer, but he worked there years before, I guess. So he knew a lot of the guys. And he was definitely a good, like, 10 or 15 years older than me. And I want to keep in mind when I tell this story that I didn't know this guy. This was like the first week we met each other, which makes this way crazier. We never had a real conversation. <laughs> so he calls me, and I'm just talking to him for a minute. He's like, yeah, yeah, right, I'm going to tell you, man. He's like, I want to move down to, I don't remember where it was. I want to say Daytona, Florida. It was somewhere in Florida. I'm just talking to him. I'm like, okay, let's go. Cool. He's like... Yeah, and he's like, listen, I don't want to sound racist. You already know this is gonna whatever follows is gonna be some genius shit to come out of his mouth. I was like, yeah, and he's like, population though is like ninety-seven point something percent white. And he really put like a point, like a decimal. <laughs> he like done the research. 
And I literally responded to him and I was like, that's literally the definition of racism. I was like, you defined it by saying only racist. Like I was like, I don't even know what to say to that. And like he just like and I it was a job I did not work for very long. It was uh definitely it was like uh I got back from tour and just had to find a job type job. But it was like and that was one of those things where I was like, I'm not gonna be able to do this for very long. God. You, you know, you, you mentioned that like like a job that you you're just like, I just need a job because I just came back from tour kind of thing. Yeah. Flexible job. Uh, sometimes like I think about like that time in my life and I'm like, I kind of miss those jobs. Like I miss like, I miss just like it being like, Oh, whatever. Like they'll let me like leave for like, you know, two, four weeks at a time. And like they, they won't fire me. Like it's, it's really simple here. And there's like not a lot of responsibility. <laughs> I miss some of that for sure. I, before we went on warp tour once, I like, well, this probably means nothing, but I think at least – well, I don't really know. Being in Illinois, you might know, but people nationally wouldn't. But there's a pizza place around here called Donato's. Mm. But regardless, it doesn't matter is because pizza delivery is the same <laughs> everywhere. I delivered pizzas for them before Warp Tour for a while. Like, not for long, like maybe a month. It was like three or four weeks. It was like before tour. It was like one of those things. And, like, it was fun. Like, I was just driving around listening to podcasts, eating free pizza, and, like – just delivering to people and like it was like it was cool like i enjoyed it yeah like you said there was something about it it was just like a thing i don't know <laughs> damn that's uh, i you know i always wanted to have like a cool job like like that like you know, delivering <laughs> pizzas or like you know working at a movie theater or a comic book store like something like yeah, that never had like shit you saw in the movies you know i worked at a at a used cd store that put on like shows really that's, that's the closest that's cool. yeah it was it was all right, yeah. I've had some interesting jobs. I worked at Journey's, the shoe store. I managed one of those and a Journey's kids. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And then yeah. after that, the last job I had before I started touring really was, yeah, I worked at a venue. But that's not like, it's weird. People always thought that job would be awesome, but that's like... Work, listen, listen to music every night, especially when it's not good most of the time. Like, it's funny because people are just like... Oh, you work at a venue. Like, that must be awesome. You get to hear bands all the time. I'm like, that is the worst part of the job, is I have <laughs> to hear bands all the time. And this was, like, back, like, leading up into the years before mixtapes toured, so in about, like, five years before that, because I worked there for about four years, probably. So this was, like, the metalcore days and the scene days. So I was just watching local metalcore bands night after night after night, like six, seven of them a night. So it was definitely, like, an actual chore sometimes <laughs> there, but it was cool I, but i did like like you said there's definitely a nostalgia to that job it was fun because it was just such a weird time yeah i think back to that that time when i uh it was like right right after i graduated college and just like kind of trying to figure you know you, you try to figure out what you want to do you know i don't i'd always said like literally since I was like a kid that I was like, I'm just, I'm going to be a wrestler. Like, that's what I'm going to do. That's and awful. like, you know, mom and teachers are always just like, no, that's, that's cool. Like, you know, but like, you got to think about, <laughs> you know, something yeah. else. Yeah. yeah like what, what's your real job going to be? And I, I literally never thought about that. Like yeah. the only time I really thought about it, I was like, Oh, maybe a fireman. I don't know. But, <clears throat> but I had, uh, I had gotten a job as like a, a custodian at like the elementary school that I had, uh, that I'd gone to as a kid. So like I was doing that and it was like literally the easiest job that I've ever had. 
point. Because it, you just, I mean, aside from aside from like cleaning up actual shit, like it was mostly just kind of like emptying garbage cans most of the time and sweeping. Um, but it was like the music. Just, I'm sure. Find, oh yeah, just kind of like just you know plugging in and and just doing your your shit. Except that there was a time when I like was that I was working at one of the schools that like they had always told me was like like really haunted. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I, I, like, I believe in ghosts and stuff like that. Like, I'm, like, I'm all in on that kind of stuff. But, um, but I'm like, oh yeah, well, I've never seen anything happen or felt anything. And one like one night, I'm like working in in one of the rooms, and I had to like clean out this, uh, like, the big air, uh, air machine, um, the blowers that they had in the back of the room. And uh, and I'm working on it, and I keep and I keep seeing out of the corner of my eye, it looked like somebody kept walking back and forth past the doorway. Uh, and weird. I was like, oh, maybe there's maybe there's people still here or whatever. So but then it like there looked like there was somebody standing just standing in the doorway. So I, I would every time I would turn to look, there'd be nobody there and stuff. And uh, <laughs> that's unnerving for sure, dude. And then it, and then you just keep hearing you can hear like the echoing of like people like of footsteps going down the hallways. And uh, and I was like, dude, I'm never working nights ever again. <laughs> like after that, I, I was either that would freak me out. Yeah, ghosts are weird. I don't believe in ghosts, but I'm not against the possibility. It's just, I don't know. I've never, if they exist, I guess they don't like me. Like, I've gone to haunted places. I'm down. I'm down. If you ever find a real haunted place, you take me there. And I, <laughs> They used to say the venue that I worked at was haunted, and everyone that worked there, like, had experiences. And the thing is, I believe them. I don't think they're lying. Like, I totally believe, like, any of those stories. I just never had it. Like, I would be there by myself at night. Never, and then I would talk to like three other people that separately saw different things, and I believe all of them, but I don't know. Maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a, a, uh, I don't know, a negative force to ghosts or something. <laughs> they, they don't like me. Maybe they just think I'm an asshole. <laughs> They're just like, you know, it would be really funny if like everyone else could see it except for that guy. Listen, I hope they exist. I hope aliens exist. I hope ghosts too. I want it all to exist because why wouldn't? That's cool. Why? Why not? Oh, you, that's like that's all my favorite thing in the world. It's, it's talking about that. I mean, um, I hope it all. I hope it all exists. I want it all to be out there. It's so funny that like there's there's people that I know that are like like I don't believe in aliens, and I'm just like okay, like but you know thing. you're wrong, right? It's a weird thing to just not believe in for sure. That's what I mean. Is like I don't. It's not like I'm gonna like go to bat. To explain aliens to people, I have no fucking idea what's out there. But just just to <laughs> to be so positive that there's not just seems so weird. It's, but also, usually the people that want to tell you that are people that have like never even left their own state, and they're about to tell you like about the galaxy. <laughs> like, have any idea like what's going on out there? And you're just like, all right, I mean, maybe I'm the maybe guy. Like I'm the maybe guy. My friends come to me with like talk like that. Whether it be something from like some crazy conspiracy or just like a rational thing or ghost feelings, I'm like maybe, hopefully, I don't. Know. We'll see. Yeah, just right in the middle every time. He's, just just like, well, he didn't say no. When I was younger. I was like the shoot it down guy because I was like too cool for anything and like that. And then as I got older, I just became very very lazy and I just uh, but also excited because like I said, I I hope aliens exist because that's awesome. And they probably, I mean, it's, something's out there, right? There's something. It has to be like it's 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 literally like mathematically impossible. I think for yeah, it to be for them to be nothing. Yeah, I'd like to think though that if aliens do exist, like 
I just like to think there's a whole nother race of people. Like I don't I hope they're not even weird aliens. They're just people. And then like one day we'll and we'll just speak the same language somehow. I don't know how that would be possible. But I guess that depends on how the world formed. I mean, we could get real deep, but it would make no sense who has who has the idea. But well no, I think I do have like like I have some theories that like not me specifically, but I've heard some theories that I that I do that I do like that are like people say that the human race is actually just a colony from like somewhere else. Like there was like some other planet that was earth, you know, quote unquote. And they like, they came here and they like, they colonized earth. And then after a a certain amount of time, like people just forgot that, you know, we were, you know, stowaways here. And, and I think like, there's just like, there's not enough like history, uh, written down history. I mean, like, they talk about the the library of Troy, I think it was, or something, some library in like in Greece that got burned down. It was like all this like information that was lost. Like there very well could have been like proof there that could have you know established something like that. Who knows? Hey, listen, I hope that's true. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Actually, <but laughs> at, the same, at the same time, if aliens do exist, I do love the idea that like say like ten years from now we're just chilling and like. We turn on the news and an alien like comes into view and like what if it just straight up looked like a generic ass like 50s movie UFO and the aliens really came out and had big green heads and like black eyes. We would all be like, holy shit. They really (laughs) like that would actually probably be the most satisfying to me just because we'd be like, there's no way. And they just really look just like that. God, what if like like, like a South Park alien just straight up, just like walking, like the old ones, like yeah, just walking out. This is kitty like gray guys. Yeah, <laughs> it would also be it would be hilarious if like like you said, well, like you said before, the aliens like they look like you know normal people or, or something or just not like that, and they come here and they see like all of our like movies and shit, and it's like the big green aliens and shit. They're like, that's racist, man. Like that's not how we look. Like. Now that see that yeah like man I, I I hope that if aliens do exist and touch base with us I hope I'm alive what happens me too I also it's funny because we always assume that aliens are gonna come here and like kill us or do this and let's be honest like the world like as humans on this earth like we're pretty fucked up let's be honest if aliens try to come here we're trying to kill them first. We wouldn't even take the time. We'd probably just start trying to shoot them out of the sky. I'm not saying <laughs> I agree with that. I'm just going by people as a whole and what I see in power. Sure, yeah. Like, could come in peace, and we'd probably still try to like kill them before they even try to talk to us, unfortunately. <laughs> like, we got to catch them before the Russians do. Yeah, who knows? Gosh. Or like, maybe that would be even cooler. Is that a conspiracy theory that someone started yet? Is like one country in the world is aliens, but they landed like hundreds of years ago and then like colonized an entire part of the earth of the world that we don't know about. I mean, I mean, there probably is one. I haven't heard one. That not, could be one. I'm going to start it up. Yeah. I'm going to start it on Reddit. I'm going to get into like a deep dive. <laughs> right up what country would I pick though? Or part of the world? Australia. Yeah, is it really segregated off? So it's like more feasible. Or, like, oh, no, here we go. Ready? The Northern Sentinel Islands, because, <laughs> yeah. because nobody's allowed to go there, and all the yeah. other com- uh, countries in the world know that that's where the aliens are, so there's a, per- uh, a permanent 
quarantine on their islands. Like, you guys have to stay on your island, and no one's allowed to come over there, or they'll get killed. I like it. See, we just we just came up with a new theory. <laughs> Do you, um, are you someone, uh, the ghost thing is only interesting to me. Like, are you someone that when you were growing up had experiences, or like, no? Um, like, def- I, I've had a couple, like, over my life, I guess. But not like, not like a, a lot. I would say like less than less than five for sure, um, which I said I guess like more than two is probably a lot for most people. Sure. Um, I would the as my favorite one I guess would be uh, there was a, a show that I was on in the Congress Theater in Chicago. The Congress Theater uh, is awesome. Uh, it's it's so beautiful. Hey, but like, I swear we played there. Am I crazy? Maybe. Uh, I don't sure. know. Sorry to cut off your story. Go ahead. Oh no no. <laughs> um, so we had uh, we we had done like a a, a morning tryout uh, at that show, and it was me and my buddy uh, Castro, and we're kind of just there. And I have I'm like a huge like ghost dude, so I'm like, yo, this place was on Ghost Hunters. Like we should go like look around and like explore because this building's super old and like super supposedly super haunted. I was like, let's go look for some ghosts. So we're like, we're going up and down the, the back stairwells behind the stage and shit. And we start going up the stairs uh, as far as we can go up the spiral. And it's like the the lights are out and there's a room up there with like a big steel door. So like we, we try to go in this room and the door was like really heavy. Like we had to like both of us push it open. And uh, we're standing in the doorway. Then the door starts swinging back closed like really really fast so we had to like jump back or we were gonna got uh like squashed in the doorway so we're like oh shit so we go all the way back down to the basement like right underneath <laughs> where the stages and because i had read like stuff about like that back in you know back in the day al capone used to take people down there and like execute them that was like his spot that he would take okay. people yeah and i was like oh for sure there's gonna be some like haunted shit going on down here i mean if it's gonna be anywhere that's where it's gonna be some weird shit happening (laughs) and uh so we're like standing down in the basement area and there's like it's like well lit in like the spot at the bottom of the stairwell but if you walk down this hallway there was like all these other rooms and shit i was like i'm not gonna go down that way you guys can go so my like my my, my two buddies went down that way and i'm kind of just like standing in that well lit area and i turned I turn over this way to like look and see where they are. And you know the feeling when somebody like walks up behind you and they like press your their chest against your back and you can yeah. feel like 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 that. It felt like somebody walked up behind me and kind of like checked me with their chest. And I like turned and like half looked and I like could out of my like vision I could see that there was nobody there. So I just took off running down this hallway and I was like, guys, yeah. wait, wait up for me. <laughs> That's a fair response. Ooh. That's terrifying. There, there was a venue. I mean, might still be obviously. I think it was called the Rave in Milwaukee. Do you know where that is? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We played there with Bayside. I'm sure any band has good stories of that place. But there's like a whole like the backstage there's like underground. There's like a pool under it. It's like abandoned and it's like the creepiest area. I remember exploring that and it was really fun. Holy shit! And that place is like right across the street. That venue is already right across the street from like a. Uh, the hotel where, what's his name? Well, oh, one of Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer. People, and it was like it was a whole weird vibe. I thought it was cool though. It was a uh, not not the Jeffrey Dahmer part. Just exploring, 
exploring the abandoned pool and stuff like that. I was like, this is pretty cool. Like it didn't, it doesn't really freak me out. Like I do get excited. Like I like ghost type stuff. Like I like going to places like that, but like it excites me, but like I've never had an experience like, yeah, like, like, like that, that you were talking about. I think it's exciting. And like, I do feel something in the air maybe, but I don't know if that's just the excitement of like building up. You know what I mean? It's hard to say. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. I like, like I always tell people, like I'm, I'm not a big fan of like haunted houses and stuff, like going to haunted either. houses. I don't like it. Like, stress me out. Str- so stressful because you yeah. know, you know <laughs> that somebody's gonna jump out and you know that they're gonna try to scare you. Yeah, I don't. The, you're just waiting for it to happen. <laughs> That's what's funny too is like when people call you like a baby for like not wanting to go to haunted houses. It's like a jump scare doesn't make me a baby. Like anybody is gonna jump if like you do something like that. So it's like I don't enjoy that. To me, that's just not fun. It's okay if it is yeah. to people. I'm not saying that we should boycott haunted houses, but for me, yeah, <laughs> I do. I don't want people to touch me. That annoys me. Like I, that's not fun. Oh, yeah. I don't want anybody to put their hands on me. But I don't know. <laughs> like so it's just all around for me it's not an enjoyable time yeah but but on, on the flip side of that like like you said i like thoroughly enjoy like going to some place where i'm like oh this place might be haunted like and like the the stress of of a potential encounter is like way more enjoyable i guess it's like it's it's like a fun stress yeah if, if that makes any sense no it, it totally does well i think it's because there's like a danger to it, but not really. I don't know. That's what's weird. Like, it's not you like you don't know if it's real or not. You're like, and then even if it real. is, it's like, well, am I really in danger if it's real? You know what I mean? That's what's weird about it. Like, yeah, that's why it's so cool. Like, I don't know, but there is a danger <laughs> to it because I know what you mean. Because I've definitely been places at night that were creepy and I ended up running or like something creepy happened, but never nothing, anything that seems supernatural to me, but it doesn't mean it wasn't who knows. Maybe there's been like a ghost following me all my life. Just fucking with me. That would be a good Netflix show that we need to patent that. A ghost (laughs) like follows somebody and it's like a a dark comedy, but like they can't, they can't, no one can see him. Obviously. Nobody can see it. So the ghost is the protagonist. That or or like the guy, the only guy that sees the ghost is the is the guy like the lead of the show can only see the ghost. So he's like hanging Whoever. out with the ghost. He is, and then there's a ghost, and only the only the protagonist can see the ghost. And it can be like <laughs> sad, but still comedy. I feel like I feel like okay. we can make some money off of it. I would watch that. Probably watch it. Now here's here's something I want to throw at you. This is something that I kind of like. Uh, just like talking with my buddies, talking about like ghosts and shit, and just like we're smoking and just like you know it's crazy, like maybe this, but like so I came up with this theory that I was like, it's it's I like it because th- there's no proof that it's not true. Okay. Um. So we, you know, we don't know everything about the way time works, right? Like we kind of just. We have an idea of how time works. Uh, it's yeah. basically what we what we have made up. We made up time. Time is is what is what a man made structure. Um, At least in the modern view of how we view it, like yeah, for sure. So what if like the way time actually works is that all time is happening at the exact same moment. And when we have these like supernatural experiences that people are like, oh, 
I saw this ghost uh, of like of a woman in like Victorian dress, you know, walking down this hallway and stuff like that. And it's like the reason why you're seeing that is that it's happening in real life at another point in time that just like happens to be overlapping. overlapping. Okay. Yeah. And it's just like a like a shadow or like a like a projection of like a different time period uh, happening at the exact same moment as you're you're seeing it. And it's just there's, there's just places and points in in the world that are like a little bit thinner than others. And that's why they. So do you think there's like people in the 1800s that are like seeing flashes of dudes like you and me and getting freaked the fuck out like somewhere? Because that that's a fun thing to think about. I like it. Possibly like everybody they you know, people, you know, there's stories and legends of like people seeing like this, you know, the apparitions like they came down and like looked like they were flying and like all these lights and stuff. And, and you know, and there's also like the idea that like, you know, UFOs and aliens that we see are not actually UFOs or aliens from another world, but just people like humans from a different like reality that have just kind of like crossed through to right. our time it's a little crazy i know i don't know i like it though because i like the idea that all time is just at once because i just really would like to picture that overlapping in so many different ways that make me laugh but also is very interesting that is a very high conversation to have <laughs> i like that is we is we legal in illinois it is now it's uh recreationally we have yeah, we have uh, we got a bunch of dispensaries now in the city, and okay. um, it's hella expensive, but you know it's pretty it's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think Ohio's getting there. Uh, a lot of places are getting there, like pretty fast now. They're seeing like how much money is being generated, like through taxes. Like the taxes are insane, especially at least yeah. here in Illinois. It's like it's like a like an extra twenty dollars. In tax on everything, almost like that's crazy. It's pretty wild, but people pay it. Fuck it. Yeah, it's better than buying liquor, I guess. Right? So why not? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it won't kill you. That's true. You'd have to smoke a lot of weed to die. That would be. I mean, there's worse ways to go. <laughs> um... <laughs> I guess that's true. I don't think... Can you even smoke yourself into, like, an actual weed coma? I don't think it's possible. I feel like you'd just fall asleep before you ever had any bad health. Yeah, you just fall I, don't think, I don't think you could. Yeah, I, I think, think you'd just fall asleep. Um, I did... Uh, so I posted up the, the thing on, on Twitter and stuff, asking people for questions and stuff. So let's oh, see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's jump into some of these questions. I like questions. And they're usually... Uh, it's so weird too, because like sometimes I'll post, I'll be like, "Let's get some questions, guys," and I'll get like sometimes I'll get a few, sometimes I'll get nothing, and sometimes I'll get like an overwhelming amount of like questions coming in, and I'm just like, and but they're like all like random, <laughs> really <laughs> random questions. Random questions. Um, uh, my buddy Ronnie Rios, uh, he says their vocalist is the reason that I wear black laces with all my B and W Vans Authentics. I always appreciated that one of their claims of fame was that they were bold enough to name their song after a Clerks the Animated Series cartoon reference. Yeah. So that's pretty sweet. 
Yeah, I really loved the the Clerks animated series, and a lot of people I think probably don't even remember or even know what it was in the first place. I think there were only like what five or six episodes of it, maybe. But yeah, I want to say, it's but a... was, oh, I was just—it was just—I don't know if it was ahead of its time or maybe it just wasn't wasn't meant to be. But I thought it was just like I feel like there's so many ways you could have gone wrong with the Clerks animated cartoon. And I remember even when I heard about it, I was just like, oh, that seems like a bad idea. And I was just remember being so happy when it came out because I was like, this is like genuinely not what I thought it would be and really funny. <laughs> and then it got canceled after like two episodes, of course. And I was like, well, of course it did. Yeah. But I like I got the DVD. So I just that scene always made me laugh. Nothing to kill the grimace. It's just very <laughs> my sense of humor, that entire scene, I think, because it's super dry and completely irrelevant. But uh, I don't know. I just always no, thought it's so good, and uh, that was, like, so funny enough, uh, when I started doing, like, uh, like er, the whole purple thing with my wrestling, uh, as far as it being a thing, uh, it started really with just, I, I had, I had bought this, like, purple, like, like, an old grandma's jacket uh, that was just at, like, a, a thrift store, and it was, like, one of these, these weird, like, sequence kind of thing. And uh, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to need that for, but I'm going to need it one day. <laughs> so I bought it, and and I had uh, I had just made new or had gotten new gear made for me, and it was purple. I was like, oh, I've always liked purple. Uh, one of my buddies that I used to tag with, he wore purple, so I was like, cool. At least we'll match if we ever tag. And uh, and so I just started doing more of the purple thing, and and then I got like I got a little chubbier, so I had to get like a <laughs> I got like a top made, so I kind of looked like a Power Ranger. Nice. Which is pretty cool, and uh, but it was like a it was almost like a big bodysuit, and I was it was like a big purple bodysuit. What was so, about time for a purple the, Power Ranger? Yeah, and uh, the the crowd I remember at the first show that I wore it at, uh, they to be like shitty, they were chanting grimace at me, and like they're like oh look at fucking grimace in the ring, ooh. And uh, so then I turned around and I literally just like looked at the crowd. I was like, I was like, well, nothing could kill the grimace. <laughs> and then they like popped for because they were like, oh shit, hell yeah. So That's then awesome. like after that, it was like every time I was hitting moves, they were like, it was like boom, and they'd be like grimace, grimace. And like yeah, to this day now, when I come, one of grimace. That's not an insult. Hell yeah, grimace is the best. The and uh, to this day, when I get um, when I get announced to the ring. Uh, I have the ring announcers announce me as Grimace's favorite wrestler. <laughs> that makes me happy. Hey, purple. <laughs> I always purple was always one of my favorite colors growing up. I definitely like pink and purple. I remember like I always loved rap. It was always one of my favorites. And I got into kind of rap and punk at the same time. So when Cameron and Dipset and stuff came out, rocking purple and pink, I remember thinking it was awesome because it wasn't weird to me. I was like a punk rock kid already, and like I didn't grow up in a household where like. You know, like my parents like were never like tried to make me like a manly dude. You know what I mean? Like that was never a weird thing. Like when I was growing up, like I liked purple and pink shirts when I was younger. Like so, I've always been a big fan. Purple's purple's a solid color. It's royal. <laughs> I it's love just, it. Yeah, it's not. It's not too much. It's not too little. It's pleasant to look at, but it's not boring. It's it's really got a lot going for it. Hell yeah. <laughs> um. My uh, my buddy Alex here. He uh, well, he says, did the song title "Nothing Can Kill the Grimace" come from the Clerks animated animated series? Uh, 
Yeah, right? That's, that's yeah, yeah. that is where it came from. It did. Yeah, I remember I think uh, this one was originally called Cassettes or got renamed. I don't know why. And then it just had to be that though. Like it'll always be nothing can kill the grimace because I don't know. I think for a while my thing was just naming songs after TV shows I liked because I named a lot of songs after the league when I was into that. Oh you just, hell yeah! You could just tell depending on which mixtape record you're listening to, like what I was watching. <laughs> Hope is for people is a prison break quote. Uh, oh really? Yeah, like I think I think people probably expect totally different stories, but there's a, a scene in Prison Break where like one of the dudes like escapes something and he has a quote and he's like, Hope is for people that are not yet living in faith. And I was like, sounds hard as shit when I was watching it. <laughs> I was like, so yeah, like that's why I named it. So I just whatever I'm watching at the time. I love that because I like it's funny that you like sometimes you think about like like when when an artist like releases a song or an album or something, you're like, oh, they had to have like put so much thought and like an effort into like what like this. It's named this for a reason. And it's got to be a, like something. But sometimes it is just like, oh shit, it's just like some shit I was watching one day and I thought it'd be a good song title. Yeah, we, we exactly. We had an EP that came out before even on the worst nights our record. It was called Somewhere Intrinsic. I remember a bunch of people asked me like they thought it was like some weird title. And I was like, listen, Trinsic was literally the name of a town in the video game Ultima Online. And it was literally just called Somewhere in Trinsic because like, I thought we thought it was funny. Like, that was it. That was the only name. Like, just nothing behind it. <laughs> it was the reference of an old, like, MMO that no one remembers or has ever played. That's really cool. That, but it's like, for, for, it's like one of those things. It's like, if you know, you know. And like, sure. <laughs> it's like those references that you put out there for people that if they get it, they're going to fucking love that. And uh, I just and I love that. That's awesome. The only thing I ever took seriously, I feel like, was the songs themselves. Like any of my songs you listen to, like the lyrics are serious. But when it comes to being on stage or like naming the songs or talking, like it was always hard for me to be good at taking that stuff seriously. No, that's that's great. And like and I'm, and I'm sure like you you've probably heard this a million times, but like your guys is your guys music. Like at the time, at that time, my life was just like, it was like the perfect shit for me to listen to. Like when I was like, literally when I was going through a lot of bad shit, like with like relationship stuff or whatever, like your guys music, like really kind of like helped get over like, you know, all that bad shit. Well, that makes me happy. Thank you. No, that's awesome. I was going through a lot of my own bad shit at that time. So it makes me happy to know, because I think in a lot of ways, I was just trying to motivate myself with a lot of those lyrics. Like, I was trying to not go down the path I knew I was going down. So it was like almost desperation on my part. So it's cool that people related to that in different ways, because it's not like I ever planned on that, you know what I mean? So, like, that's the coolest thing ever to me. So it makes yeah. me happy. Dude, like, and you could, like, you can feel that energy coming through, like, in your in your singing and stuff. Like, and I think that's why it connects so deeply, because it, it literally feels like you're uh like you said you're trying to convince yourself but you're like punching it through and like and con- <laughs> trying to convince like, you know the people yeah. who are listening to it as well no that's accurate but i appreciate it it makes me sound way cooler than i ever could but you're right like, it really <laughs> was like desperation music to me i just i wasn't a good time in my life so it's weird like it, it was as far as that goes the success of our band i love our band it wasn't a good time in my life because i was a mess so like it was me trying to get better and I didn't then. I am now, thank God. But that was a nice soundtrack to at least try to get there. Oh yeah. 
Uh, he, uh, my buddy also asks, uh, who are your favorite bands to tour with? Ah, oh, man. Let me think here. I want to make sure I give accurate answers. <laughs> I can say we were lucky that we never really toured with like straight, like douchebag, shitty bands or anything. Like we really like for the most part got to with a lot of really fun people, but I would say fireworks are definitely some of my favorite people like ever. Um, the Wonder Years guys are some of my favorite people. Um, I don't know. I'm not good at these questions. Mast Intruder. <laughs> Mast Intruder was an absolute blast to tour with. We got to do a lot of cool tours, but I would say fireworks. I think just because the guys in fireworks, I, I knew them before, like when they were first starting fireworks, like some of those guys used to be in old, like straight edge, hardcore bands from Detroit. And I knew them from back in my old bands and their old bands. And it was just cool to see all that happen and then get to kind of do some of it with them. And those are just some of the most genuine, funny people ever to me. Hell yeah. <laughs> what do you know when they're putting out any new music soon? I really Have don't. Have you heard anything? You. No, no, I don't really know much on the rumor mill. I'm bad at, I'm not. I'm. I'm trying to be better at keeping in touch with people, but I've gotten pretty bad at it. Especially <laughs> like spending like ye- like a couple years trying to get healthier, and then finally getting there, but then getting married, and then like working. I've just become like I'm like a stepdad. And I'm just like a like a guy now. <laughs> You're but focused. You're focused. I am focused. I really am focused on a lot of things, which includes music. I'm working on music again, which is awesome. But. No, I don't oh, yeah. know if Fireworks is putting out new music, but I know that we're all excited for it when they do. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's like it's funny because uh my the the radio in my car is like fucked up now. Like the Bluetooth and shit doesn't connect. So like I was like, oh, I don't really want to listen to like the radio. So I was like digging through like old CDs and stuff, and I have like uh a couple of fireworks CDs that I have in my in my car right now. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't remember what I was about to even say. You're good. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, my eyes are so bad. I'm like trying to like read these questions on my pen. I'm like fucking it up. I have, um, I have contacts, so I'm good. My eyes are actually really bad, too. <laughs> I uh, I have contacts, but I have not tried to put them in yet. Like my, my eye doctor had given them to me, but I was having so much trouble like pulling them out. This is great uh, podcasting material, but uh, I was having trouble pulling them out. Like putting them in was no problem, but pulling them out, I'm like, fuck, man, I can't like touch my eye. This is weird. It was weird for me at first, and then now I have the kind that I only have to change once a month. So it's like 12 times a year. So it's cool. Put them in, leave them in for 30 days. It's great. So I couldn't do the kind that I have to take on every day. I wouldn't fuck with that. That would drive me crazy. <laughs> I don't think I can handle that. <laughs> But yeah, I have like the monthly ones, so it's not bad. Sorry if you can hear my dog barking and going crazy in the background. Oh no, it's totally fine. My neighbor uh, thinks she was out. I have a neighbor. She uh, she's interesting, but she uh, she has like Tourette's and Aspergers. So she'll just and she's also I, I think she might be obsessive compulsive too. She's got a lot going on. God bless her. But she uh she. So she'll just, like, go outside and, like, leaf blow for three hours, screaming at the leaves, cursing at them. And, like, they'll just keep blowing back into the yard, and she'll just keep on trying to blow them and scream at them for hours. So 
of course my dogs bark at her because they're dogs. Like it's a lady with a loud machine yelling for hours. Any dog in the world is gonna bark at her, and she just doesn't oh, understand yeah. it. Yelling at him, I'm just like it's wild to watch. Interesting is 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 putting it nicely. <laughs> she, um. she in the summer she like she mows her lawn. Every other day, at least. Like, it doesn't need it most of the time, but she just does it. And she'll, like, run into trees and just curse at them, like, scream at them. But she... She's nice, so I've, uh, I've, um, helped, I've helped her do a few things throughout the years. She's she's nice. That's good. You can cut that out if that um, was really boring, but... <laughs> no, no, no. I, I generally don't edit anything. I, I like don't... I just, like, I like leaving it in. It's... It's great. People, people, uh, no, it, it, but it's funny because, like, people are like, I love that you don't like edit it because it, it just feels like, you know, I'm like just hanging out with you guys and like, that's it's not like professional. And you guys that's just how it's gotta be. In. I don't edit anything. I'm like, unless, I guess if someone like really asked me to and was like very adamant about it for a fair reason, but I've never yeah, had it. Yeah. Like, I've never had anything like that happen. It's like where someone like said some crazy shit or something. So. <laughs> actually, can you cut that last beat out? But yeah, I actually murdered someone, and I'm going to tell you about it right now. Uh, my buddy Olson, so he asks, he's like, what fast food company has the best French fries? Ooh, and which one has the worst? Hey, great question. Best and worst is weird. I will say that McDonald's can almost fall in both of those categories, and it's weird. I feel like McDonald's, yeah. McDonald's, if it's within the first two or three minutes of them being cooked... Or, like, you get them fresh, probably some of the best. But some of the worst, like, you can't reheat McDonald's fries. Those things are done. No. It's, it's like cardboard. Yeah, well, they're not fresh anymore. It's either cardboard or it's, like, soggy grossness. And there's, like, no in-between with them, I feel like. Yeah. My personal favorite is Rally's Checkers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they're just... Um, my technical favorite is there's a regional place around here called Penn Station. And their fries are unreal good, but national chain, I'm gonna go checkers rallies. But if we're talking more standard, I actually really like the fries at Del Taco too. Yeah, no, I've had those before. Those are pretty good. Uh have you had have you had Portillos when you were out here? I love Portillos. I wasn't Dude, even thinking Portillos about fries. Portillo's fries. Those are like those are my personal favorite. Like those uh the crinkle cut ones like that. Like Perfectly salted. Oh, Portillo's is so good. Now I want it. It's been a while. They just built one like <clears throat> five minutes from my house right now. I actually like I moved where I live now. I actually live like right down the street from Beat Kitchen, and uh, so they built a Portillo's right over there. So if you ever if you're ever playing oh, another show, there's one right there. I'm gonna I'm gonna come to Chicago and we're gonna get a Portillo's. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, he had, his last question was, "Do you like Eve Six's Heart in a Blender song?" That song's all right. I like some Eve Six songs though, for sure. Um, the Eve Six Twitter, I couldn't decide my take on it. You know, it's funny. At first, I was like, "I'm not sure if I think this is funny," and then I think I eventually decided that I think it's funny. Oh, the way that they're just like tweeting, uh, like random shit, or what did they tweet? Well, at first, to be honest, I'm I'm a skeptical person with stuff like that, especially social media. So I was like, I feel like they're just trying too hard here. They're trying to be kind of shocking. 
And the more like he just kept tweeting and kept tweeting and kept tweeting, it started to make me laugh. And after like days and like weeks of it now, I'm just kind of like, I think I'm on board with this because he just hasn't stopped. So I'm like, okay. I mean, I guess, yeah. Why not? Why not? I mean, especially because like he's getting deep and weird. Like the other day, like it's only funny because that band was so huge. And the other day he tweeted something like, Mr. T experience was the best band on lookout records. And like, it's so specific and weird now that I'm just like, I think I support this <laughs> because it's just so weird now. Cause it's like, I don't, I think he's just tweeting whatever. So, but he's just like, I'm bored and we have followers. So yeah, I think, uh, but promise by Eve six. No, that's a good song. <laughs> but but the hard yeah. song's fine. That's gonna be stuck in my head all night, so I guess that's the safe word. You gotta have to listen to it then. I want you to. have to listen to it tonight. <laughs> but I probably that's the only way you gotta get it out of your head. Though, I, I you know you're right. to it at least once. No, you're right, but I don't want to have to. But you are right. <laughs> uh, that's all right though. That was uh, the last. My buddy book. Scrump. My buddy Scrump. He uh, he asks. Uh, he's got a couple here, but. All right. Let's see. I'll just pull for I'll pull one of his uh and then one of my other buddies. So he he asks he his this is a bit that he does every every single time. Uh <laughs> do you know what happened to the lost city of Atlantis? Huh. I don't. And I will tell you I was about to find out in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but then I got kind of bored and then started playing something else. So now I cannot factually tell you, unfortunately. <laughs> what are you playing now? Um, I've been playing Cyberpunk. I listen. Really? I'll, tell you, I, I'll tell you. I've talked about it on our podcast too. I I have it on PS4 Pro. There definitely are some glitches, but I'm really having fun. I am enjoying the game. Yeah, I think it's a great game. Um, I know okay. some people are having. I know some people are having way worse experiences than me, and I'm not discounting their playthroughs. I've seen some crazy glitches online that are way worse than anything I've experienced. But, like, when that game works, like, I, I wish they would have taken more time and I wish it was finished because I feel like it is a really good game. But I'm having fun exploring the city and the story, so I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> uh, I definitely want to check it out. Like, But after seeing all the shit like, go down with it when it launched, I was like, yeah. maybe I'll wait a little bit. The thing is, I'd already had it pre-ordered because I was so excited about it. Oh, so I already, oh, really? I guess I probably could have returned it, but I was just started playing through it. And I was like, this is cool. I'm just going to see where it goes. So I've been playing that. I've been playing Grounded a little bit on Game Pass. I've been enjoying that game. That game's fun. Um, I want to get Yakuza 7. I just haven't yet. Which was it? Yakuza 7. Oh, cool. Like yeah, no, I haven't, uh, I haven't heard of that one. Um, yeah, Yakuza, those games, they're like Japanese like open-world street brawl battle fighting games. They're really fun. I don't know. They uh, With really weird senses of humor. I'm a big fan. Have you played uh, like have you played Ghost of Tsushima yet? I, I do want to play that. Um, that is probably... I'm going to get to that in 2021. It's one of the games I plan on. I plan on getting into it when it came out, but something else ended up taking my time up. I don't remember what it was. I get into like a weird loop where like every two or three months, like I have to beat Bloodborne and Dark Souls three, so those take up a lot. Of <laughs> like a few times a year, I'll just like those games really are like drugs. Like if you like them, like I mm-hmm. I get people don't like them, but like 
they're really nothing else scratches those itch like those games. Like every once in a while, I just need to play through them. I'm the same way uh, with like, but for me, it's like I, I'll, every couple months I'm going back and starting a new game, playing Red Dead, and I'm just like I'll play do I'm like on my third playthrough of this game already in like the last like six months. Like I just every time I'm, I'm I'll, I'll play that, jump back into something else like Spider Man or. Something else, and but I was going back. Yeah, Red Dead is interesting. Is it's a game that I played through and beat, and I really enjoyed it. But I've never gone back and played it since. Uh, Not like I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I haven't. No, for sure. It's like, and especially too when you they have like the different uh, the different endings as you know, depending on your morality in the game. Yeah, uh, which made it made me like want to go back, and I was like, oh, because I got like one ending one time, and I was like, I, I got to get the other one, got to see how it, <laughs> sure. how it ends, you know? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I just yeah, that's kind of how I'm like with Bloodborne, especially like every once in a while, like I'll get in a mood where I'm like, I want to play a video game, but nothing sounds good. I'm like, that's because I got to play Bloodborne. <laughs> like I'll redownload it on <laughs> PlayStation, and I'll just play through it. I just something about those games, and it's funny because. I used to have these neighbors that loved Dark Souls, and they would try to show it to me multiple times, like the first one and the second one. And I was just like, eh, I don't have the patience for it. I don't have the patience for it. It took me multiple, multiple tries. And then eventually Bloodborne was on the PS like Plus store for free or like Game of the Month or something, whatever, one of those things. I don't remember what it was. So I downloaded it, and like it finally clicked with me, and I've been obsessed ever since. Nice. I haven't played that. I know my... Uh, one of my buddies is like really big into it and he's always like pushing it for me as well. And I'm like, uh, I, I, I wasn't really a huge gamer. Like I, I loved games as a kid. Like I was huge in like any N64 games and shit. Like that was all my stuff. But then once I got a little bit older, I kind of like got out of it. Like my, my attention span just wasn't like, wasn't there. And I couldn't like commit to like sitting down and playing a game, uh, until like COVID hit. And I was like, I have so much free time. I was like, I really want to like start playing video games again. And it's just like, I've fallen back in love with, with gaming. So I'm like, I'm I'm more willing to go back now and and you know play these other games. Oh. You know, I have yeah. uh, the uh, what the the uh, Bioshock, the Bioshock trilogy. Uh, my oh. my buddy gave me as like a, a birthday yes. present. And he's like, here you play these games. Like you'll love them. They're great. You will love them. Did you play them? Are you having it yet? Not yet. Not yet. You'll love them. They're great. Red Dead. Red Dead. Yeah, Red Dead. That'll do it. Well, I think, yeah, well, video games, especially nowadays, like, it's not... I think a lot of people that, like, especially older people, when they hear, like, people play games as much as a lot of people do, they picture you, like, playing Mario for, like, 40 hours a week, and it's like, at this point, you're playing Red Dead, like, right? the way I'm playing Cyberpunk, like, what is the difference between that and reading a book or a movie? You know what I mean? Like, at this point, it's not like you're yeah. really getting a whole different experience. Like, it's not... To me, it's no less valuable. Like, it's just the same thing as, like, reading or going to a movie. It's just... Sometimes it can be deeper, honestly, depending on what you're doing. Yeah, it's, it's more engaging, and it's, like, you're you're basically doing, like, puzzles sometimes. You know? Yeah. Like, there's, there's <laughs> like, like some, com- some complexity to it. You can't tell me you're not, like, engaging your brain just as much as you are watching a movie or reading something, like a lot of games nowadays. Yeah, like, so... To me, like, I don't feel like I'm wasting my time. I get, to a degree, I guess, people that say that, but then I'm like, oh, I mean, whatever. It's a, fo- it's a fun way to waste my time, then, if that's what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, I got two more questions for you, if uh, Let's do I can it. get my thing to work here. <laughs> um, 
Not really a question, but uh, well, actually, it is kind of a question. My buddy Trey, he goes, ask him if he misses the Mad Hatter in Cincinnati. That's a venue I worked at. Oh, uh, no, really? Yeah, I mean, I said I'm nostalgic for it. Yeah, the place was fun, man. It was a. like, yeah, like I watched a lot of bands I necessarily like, but I had a lot of fun working there. Like, it was a wild place. I saw some cool shows there. Not a lot that I love, but there definitely were some cool shows there. I saw Method Man and Red Man. I got to work that and get paid to watch them, and that was awesome. Uh, Dillinger 4, that was awesome. I'm trying to think. Well, uh, yeah, what are some like bands or, or artists that you saw come through there that you were like, Oh, this is awesome. Like I remember I worked I, I used to work as like a like part-time security for like some some big time concerts that they would do at like uh Wrigley Field in in Chicago. So like my uncle was like the manager of the security uh group and uh so I got to like stand like directly in front of the stage as security for like nice. like Blake Shelton <laughs> and Billy Joel, which I was like, dude, this is the That's like Billy Joel awesome. was like the best concert I've ever seen live. It was awesome. Yeah, Billy Joel's awesome. Um, not not a lot of good ones because I'm picky and I'm weird. Um, I remember a lot of bad ones. Never shout never. That was real bad. I had to work that. That was <laughs> like I'll never forget. Like I never heard him before because I mean, even at this point, like I was like in my twenties, like a twenty year old guy. Like I'm not. I didn't know anything about it. Honestly, I like his music more now than I did back then. Like, cause now like I have different, I can appreciate things so much different now than I could back then. But like, sure, I remember sure. getting up on stage, like wearing a fucking like cowboy conductor looking hat thing, like a ship conductor. And he was like, do you guys want to hear this song on the guitar or the uke? And I was immediately like, I'm done with this already. I'm <laughs> getting paid for watch. And then like, but, um, his band was really cool. I do remember that his backing band seemed really nice. Those guys were funny. But it was good. Let's see. Uh, there was a cool show that came through that was like Monine, Bayside, and Say Anything, which was insane because this was like 2006 or seven, so like at the height of like Say Anything and stuff. And like the, that venue only held like 500 people. I remember people like passing out at that show. It was like in the summer. Like people were getting like carted out like by like ambulances. That was a crazy one. Um. Uh, Dillinger 4. Uh, I played with Lifetime there. That was awesome. That was a cool show. Nice. I can't remember. It was a lot of like weird timing there. The Weaker Thans, that was a cool one. But most of the time, it was like popular metalcore bands and hardcore bands were there. <laughs> like, I, I just literally saw bands like Black Dog and Murder like 15 times. Like, or like uh, Asking Alexandria came through, like Amir, like any of those bands. Like back in those days, it was like those bands were coming through all the time. Damn, that's that's so cool. Like I I uh, I almost had the opportunity to work at at a venue here in Chicago, and I like I ended up not doing it. But like I that's that's again like I talk about like those jobs that I'm like oh this would be so cool. Uh, I don't know, maybe one day. Who knows. Maybe yeah, the venue it was cool. I do I do miss it. That was a fun time in my life. That was kind of like right when mixtapes was starting. Was when I worked there. I worked there before that, but then that's kind of like it was cool, and it kind of fell apart right as mixtapes started touring. So it worked out. Uh, so we got the last question here uh, from my buddy Jeremy, uh, the host of the Shelved Film Podcast. Uh, he he asked if you could write a song for one movie soundtrack, which movie would you pick? 
like a pre-existing movie just so I could write the whole soundtrack for it? Yeah, let's say that. Any movie. Oh, man, that's a great question. It's just an on-the-spot question, but I'm going to answer it. I just got to think of a good answer. <laughs> but I don't, I don't want to give a BS answer. I'm trying to really think. I would say... No, it's pretty cool. That's a great question. I would say... I, I would say mall rats. Mall rats. That would be really cool. Not even one of my favorite movies. Not even one of my favorite Kevin Smith movies. I do like the movie. But more mm-hmm. so, just, I think that movie sums up the time. And the, already the real soundtrack of that movie, I feel like, sounds like the inside of my head when I'm writing songs. And I like that nice, <laughs> like, buzzy pop, like, alternative vibe. So I'd probably write something like that. So I, like, I want to write, like, a... Like a bubblegum version of an angsty '90s soundtrack. <laughs> That's what that'd be pretty cool. I like yeah. that. That would be my choice. I'm into that. Let's, let's say... remake uh, remake Mallrats just okay. so we can get the, the new soundtrack. Well. Might as well. I don't think Kevin Smith's done anything in a while that I've been interested in. So I would like to. I'd like we can we can take a crack at it. I think he's. I think they're doing Clerks three. I've heard that. Like, I think... I mean, Good for him. I hope that... Uh, to be fair, Clerks 2 I thought was amazing. I thought it was just as funny yeah. as the first one. And the first one's probably like my favorite movie. So, Clerks 2. <laughs> my my three favorite movies of all time are Clerks, Die Hard 3, and Josie and the Pussycats. Josie and the Pussycats. That's a fantastic that's, that's movie. That's interesting. Have you watched that yeah. movie ever? Like, outside of being a kid, though? I don't think so. You gotta watch it sometime. Like it's pretty funny. It's uh it's just making fun of the kind of the music industry and like people in general. And I think when you like watch it with, like a fresh eye, like at our ages now, like it's a really funny movie with a great soundtrack. Is it streaming anywhere? Do you know? I don't know, to be honest. Um I could find it. I, I don't know. It really is a great movie. I, I enjoy watching it. It makes me happy. It's a feel good movie. Hell yeah. But my uh my, jam. my top three movies, uh Blues Brothers, I think Tremors, maybe. Tremors, and then like La Bamba. Okay, all good. I love Blues Brothers a lot. Actually, I was talking about friend of mine named Greg the other day. We were talking about both the Blues Brothers, and like, yeah, I just, yeah, Blues Brothers is awesome. It's the quintessential Chicago movie. It's a fantastic movie, and Tremors (laughs) is awesome. I remember Tremors. How many of the? Aren't there like seven of those movies now? There, there are seven of them. Are there, there literally are seven of them now? Yeah, this uh, they did. So it's Tremors, Tremors two, Aftershock, Tremors three, Back to Perfection, Tremors four, uh, is like a, it's a prequel that like is set in like the eighteen hundreds. Tremors five is Tremors Bloodlines, which is set in Africa. Six <laughs> is I forget the name of that one, but it's set in like the northern part of Canada. And now the new one is called Shrieker Island, and it's set on an island. I might have to watch all of these. I've, I've seen like the second and third one. I don't think I ever want anything past that. First one's definitely <laughs> classic. Five, six, and seven are on Netflix right now. I might have to check that out actually because it's just fascinating to me if they even exist. But it makes <laughs> me happy. I love Tremors though. Tremors is definitely a classic. The uh, the seventh one that's uh, that the most recent one that came out. It's funny because like. Uh, John Hader's in it, the guy, the guy who's Napoleon Dynamite. He's he's in the movie. 
uh, one of the chicks that's from Orange is the New Black is in that. And then uh, the guy who's like the main bad guy in the movie is the act the actor that played the Night King from Game of Thrones. Okay, okay. I might actually have to watch that now, so <laughs> I'll report back to you because now I'm curious. Dude, I mean, tri- Trippers is a cool idea. It's a great idea, so why not? Hell yeah, they should make... I'm just waiting for them to do Tremors in space. Like that's got to happen. Yeah. Leprechaun went went to space. And he went, went to the hood. So he went to the hood. He was all over the place. I love the Leprechaun movies. They're very bad. Which was the one where he had a little car? That was my favorite one where he drove that little fucking car around. Uh, I don't know exactly which one, <laughs> but, but I do. Rem- but I do remember the car. Yeah, that was uh, Leprechaun. <laughs> Well, dude, thanks so much for for uh, taking the time out of your day to like record. Hey, uh, I do appreciate it. Like, and it's and it's awesome to finally have like somebody else like on here that's not like not a wrestling person because I'm sure like <laughs> people that that listen to this they, they they get tired of hearing wrestling stories all the time. Like, they probably hear the same shit every fucking po- wrestling podcast that's out there. But uh, hey, but it's nice I, to have some some different people. I appreciate you having me. I'll do it anytime you want. We'll definitely talk more. I really appreciate you having me. Like seriously, thank you so much, and it, it means it means a lot to me. Thanks for all the nice words. Oh yeah, and uh, usually at the end, I kind of give the floor for anything that you need to plug, promote, put over it all. Uh, the floor is yours, my friend. Oh man, I don't really. I'm not really plugging anything right now. I mean, I I did put out my new YouTube show, I guess actually. So if people want to watch it. It's called Hey There, I'm Ryan, and uh, there's a new episode coming every Monday for like. The next two months, at least, I have a lot of stuff filmed up and ready to go. I've been working really hard on it, so it's cool. If you like mixtapes, I think it definitely gives you an advantage, but I think as these episodes go on, people will definitely, if you just like funny stories, there's a lot of interesting stuff. There's a lot of stuff about sobriety and like a lot of stuff about, you know, tour stories. It's It'll be fun, so I'll, yeah, please check that out. Hell yeah. Very good. I, I listened to the first two uh, so far. Is it- it's only there's only two that are out. So there's far, only right? two out right now. Yeah, definitely. And those are kind of me. I'm just kind of figuring it out. I kind of did what I do. I just jumped into it, and I was like, I just started filming them. I was like, I know I'm never going to do this unless I just do it. So they definitely get better and better, and I figure out more of what I'm doing. But I'm excited about it. There's some cool stuff in there for sure. Sweet. Well, I'm definitely excited to to keep watching them. So thank you again, and uh, we'll catch up again yeah. soon. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. Take care, dude. Bye. Hey, dude. It's Sean Phoenix. Uh, I'm just calling because there's this documentary called The King of Kong, Fistful of Quarters, right? And I check it out thinking it's going to be about, you know, uh, King Kong, maybe Godzilla, get the cameo in that. Big wrong there. It's about Donkey Kong. Remember Donkey Kong, the video game? So you and I were both, like, from the 90s, so you might be thinking about, like, Super Nintendo and 64. No. We're talking about the OG Donkey Kong for the arcade, right? Okay, so it's about that. You think, that's pretty lame. How can there couldn't be a documentary about an a, a arcade game? Ooh, that's real cool. Yeah, I've seen that documentary on YouTube. It's 10 minutes long. Wrong. It's like two hours long, and it's amazing. Okay, so it talks about Donkey Kong, and there's this guy named Billy Mitchell. We don't like Billy Mitchell for three reasons. One, his name is two first names. Billy Mitchell. Never trust anybody like that. Oh, sorry, Matt Nix. Anyway, um, he also always wears a tie. Like, that's weird. And he has long hair. Anybody that has a tie with long hair, you know is an antagonist. 
Anyway, so back when Donkey Kong first came out, Billy Mitchell was like, yeah, cool, I like video games. I got nothing going for me. I'm going to be the best at this. Not that there's anything wrong with being the best at video games, but Billy Mitchell's kind of, like, cocky about it in a weird way. Like, not in a friendly competition. Like, he definitely uses this to, like, be the show stealer. Like, oh, you know who I am? Well, I'm the best at Donkey Kong, right? So he sets, like, the world record then, like, for... um arcade games, because it's kind of popular in the 80s, maybe the 70s, I don't know, it's been a while since I've seen him, and he gets his name, like, in a magazine, he gets flown out for a photo shoot and everything like that. Okay, no big deal, right? Then, like, fast forward later, there's this, like, it gets, like, really crazy. There's this now, like, like, community called Twin Galaxies, where, like, they document the world records, and you arrive, and, and we both in the Galloping Ghost, and we know, like, at Galloping Ghost, there's, like, the world record, and there's, like, the Galloping Ghost record, and, and, like, it's very competitive, and that's cool. So, Billy Mitchell is, like, living for these world records, and this guy, he's just, there's this other guy, his name's Steve Weave, total nice dude, just, like, a stay-at-home dad, well, he's not really a stay-at-home dad, but I guess he's a teacher, but he, he gives the impression that he's just a family man, and he's like, I like Donkey Kong, I'm gonna buy an arcade cabinet. So, he bought an arcade cabinet, and it was just, like, curious. He's like, I wonder what the world record is. And he looks at the world record. I don't remember what it was. And he's like, I can beat this. So he's, like, trying and trying and trying to beat this. And he looks into the Twin Galaxy community. He's like, I can beat this. And he flies himself out to this arcade called uh, Fun Spot or something like that. And he wants to go head-to-head with Billy. And Billy's like, no, I can't do that because I'm Billy Mitchell and I'm too busy. Which is a total clock of BS because Billy Mitchell, like, owns this, like, soft company it's not a big deal, but Steve Weave, he's a, he's a dad, he's a teacher, he took time off from work to do this, to go head-to-head, and Billy Mitchell is like, uh, I'm not going to go, but you and I both know that it's mainly because he doesn't want to lose to Steve in public, because he's got this whole, like, cult now, Twin Galaxies is like his cult, anyway, so, like, Steve doesn't do it, and it's like, Steve is like the poster boy for second place, and he's just, like, never really done it. He's always been second best. It's it's really heartbreaking because he's just a nice guy, and we it's just we just want the nice guy to win one, right? So fast forward, he's like, whoa! I so and anyway, Steve ends up like beating the world record at his home, and he sends it in, and then Tour Gallus is like, oh, it doesn't count because we can't verify that, and they fucking send two of the goons to his house to inspect his arcade cabinet. They break in. It's ridiculous. So anyway. Uh, I don't want to give too much away. You totally need to watch this out. Uh, watch, check it out. Um, and while it's like fistful of quarters, like you know, because you pay pay quarters. So I got cut off from leaving a message, and this is why I text you more than leave messages because I can text you as long of a message as I want. But anyway, I was actually wrapping up my phone call because I felt like I was going on and on. Um, so with these quarters, if you don't want to put them in the arcade cabinet, you can totally go to prowrestlingtees.com/slash/xshawnxphoenix and get some shirts. Or, I know I sent you my uh, Joy Division parody shirt. That's an exclusive to my Brain Buster Tees store. So that's brainbustertees.com slash Sean-Phoenix. You can get that there, only there. So I try to have different exclusives, uh, for one for Pro Wrestling Tees, one for Brain Buster Tees. If you want to check those out, that'd be great. Um, if you still follow me on, on any social media, uh, that's good. If you don't, re-follow me at X-Sean-X-Phoenix. That's X-Sean-X-Phoenix at everything. Okay, bye. I love you. Tell your family. I said hi.